pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. You know, modern medical science is just beginning to understand energy healing. We're gaining more insight into how to tap biological energy fields that are called biofields to support health and soothe pain. The National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine considers healing touch as one of several biofield-based therapies that involve two types of energy fields. One type can be measured, like sound, vibrations, and visible light. The other type hasn't been measured yet, like the qi in Chinese medicine. The human biofield contains both of these tangible and more subtle forms of energy. Healing touch accesses these energy fields to restore flow and balance to the body. Practitioners use gentle hand techniques that release blocks to circulation of energy. And healing touch promotes relaxation and may even support greater resistance to disease. Our guests today help us understand how healing touch can benefit our pain, manage anxiety, and balance our lives. Charlene Haskell shares some dramatic results with 20 years of back pain. And Nancy Lester, who's a nurse and certified healing touch practitioner, tells us all about holistic healing. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Mylan Pharmaceuticals, Purdue Pharma, Horizon Pharma, Kentech Health, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. Charlene Haskell is an artist living outside of Washington, D.C. She suffered from scoliosis as a child and then had corrective surgery at age 18. Although the spinal curvature was better, the surgery left her with 20 years of sciatica, low back pain, and muscle spasms. She found relief, though, by seeking out a healing touch practitioner. Charlene, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. What was it like living with uh, scoliosis? I was diagnosed at the age of 12 uh, when my mother had noticed some irregularities in in my posture. Uh And I was diagnosed and I was fitted for a back brace and wore that for three years between the age of 12 and 15. That prevented the scoliosis from progressing. Scoliosis causes the spine to curve from side to side. And in some patients, it may look like an S or, or even a C shape. Charlene, uh, did this? Did you eventually have surgery to correct the problem? Um, at age 18 is when my skeletal um, structure was fully developed, and they determined that was the time for me to have uh, corrective surgery. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Charlene, when did you actually begin having back pain, muscle spasms, and uh, as well as sciatica? Over time, uh, and as I uh, grew older, the 
scoliosis sur- surgery did prevent the scoliosis from progressing, yeah. um, but I did still experience things like muscle spasm, sciatica mm-hmm. issues, and mm-hmm. things like that. I had limited um, ability to you know lift things that were heavy. I couldn't twist without causing pain or discomfort. Um, not severe, but just enough that it was a constant reminder. Yeah, you know, I, I have I've seen patients like yourself, who have the scoliosis surgery that corrects the problem and prevents the spine from continuing to curve, unfortunately, they then end up having back pain and shooting leg pain and then sometimes muscle spasms. You mentioned the sciatica. What was that like for you? What did you experience? Well, it would come on suddenly and I would get a sharp pain down the back of my pelvis Mm. and down the back of my leg, which would in many instances would make my leg numb to the point where I couldn't put any weight on it. It would be painful and numb at the same time. And um, often I would just have to lay on the floor and wait it out. And then I would go for several months and nothing. And then all of a sudden I would have a spasm that would render me, you know, motionless for I've had patients say the same thing to me. And in some, these symptoms have really been life limiting. What did you do to try to get some relief? The only uh, only over-the-counter, Advil mm-hmm. and Tylenol. Some of the muscle rubs and things like that were, were always very helpful and heat, fairly standard for me. Well, I'm glad that those did help you. At the same time, I'm a little surprised that you didn't try, say, some nerve blocks, uh, acupuncture, or even, even another surgery. So why did you ultimately seek out a healing touch? I prefer to try non-medicated type of approaches. And there were alternative healing um, modalities uh, that were just becoming known at that time, but it was just not practical for my condition. I definitely needed surgery. Sure. Uh, But since then, I had learned of alternative methods and uh, wanted to find something that wasn't invasive. And I I wouldn't say that I was at the point in my life where I'd say, oh, I want things that are, you know, holistic. That word was not in my vocabulary. Yeah. You know, I think it's a great advantage today that we have these alternative or, you know, holistic uh, integrative therapies available. Charlene, did you enter the first healing touch session with any doubt? Of course. Yeah, um, primarily because I knew very little about it. I had done some, you know, asking around and also uh, my own research, and uh, it was new. It definitely wasn't in my vocabulary. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm really interested, though, in what the sessions were like. Will you describe one? She will um, sit down with you for a few moments and just find out how things are going, what's going on in your life. Uh Primarily for the healing touch sessions, I would be fully clothed and uh, would lay on a table, lie on a a massage table. Very comfortable atmosphere, very soft uh, lighting and you know, calming. She'll put on music that's calming. Mm-hmm. And many times I have fallen sound asleep because um, <laughs> it's very relaxing. It's, it definitely sounds relaxing. Uh, Charlene, were you ever uncomfortable at all during these sessions? Only while I was learning about or just learning what it is that she was doing and, and sometimes um, uncomfortable in the sense of not knowing, yeah. you know, like what is this modality about? What is really happening? But that was overshadowed by just the relief that I would get from the pain or discomfort that I was physically feeling. I can understand the not knowing because it's it's new. It was new for you. Charlene, does the practitioner place her hands on you directly or on your clothes, or do the hands hover above you? The session would start with her placing her hands on my ankles and my feet and do like a grounding. To uh-huh. Ground us both, especially if we've been chatting, which we tend to do, and <laughs> just try to, you know, calm us both. And then set the intention for the highest good of both of us and the healing. And then right. uh, place hands on 
points on like the ankle and the knee and then connect the energy centers between the ankle and the knee, then the knee to the hip, the hip to hip, things like that. And then work your way up, work your way up my body mm-hmm. and end with the crown, which is the top of the head. So those are the energy centers and there were several in between that and just depending on what she's sensing, she would spend more time on some areas. Um, and that's a basic chakra connection. Yeah, you know, it sounds a bit like chakra healing. And we did a show on chakra healing uh, several weeks ago. What does the energy work actually feel like? It feels like a warm blanket being put on you. Mm-hmm. It is very calming. And it took a while for me to sense the energy yeah. centers being opened and connecting. So as a client, I was able to pick up on what she was picking up on, which is the opening and the connecting of the energy centers and the movement of the energy. Wow, it sounds both relaxing and tranquil. I'm very curious, though, Charlene, about what it feels like when an energy center is actually open. It would be like a a light tingling Mm -hmm. and a warm, a warm, like warm water, warm, uh, a warm tingling spreading through a joint. Yeah or through an area. Mm-hmm. Did you experience relief of your muscle spasms, uh, sciatica, and back pain uh, during the session? Well, it's interesting. I, I didn't recognize the relief until the hours and days thereafter. Uh-huh. Perhaps that was just the time I wasn't as aware uh, of my body and the effect on it, but yeah. um, I did notice that I was much more relaxed. Now I'm at the point where I I feel it almost instantaneously. Wow. It it almost seems like it's really about how one person's biofield can influence another's therapeutically. And and Charlene, when you're in one of these sessions, does it actually feel like the pain is exiting your body? It's almost as if it's flowing out of my body, sometimes down my legs, sometimes simply right out of the energy centers or up and out of my body. It sounds like other guests that I've had on the show, and especially with the show on chakra healing, where uh, patients will say that they actually do feel pain leaving their body. Did the pain relief get better and better after each session? Oh, yes. It felt like a cumulative effect uh-huh. uh, over time. It's like my body became more attuned to it and responsive. Uh-huh. You know, what you're describing about the cumulative effect of healing touch has been observed and, and reported in clinical research. What type of pain was best controlled with, with healing touch? Sciatica was the not only the first to feel the most relief, and uh, quite honestly, I, knock on what I have not had, issues with my sciatica barely at all. Uh It's been, I'd say, a good five years. Now, with the muscle spasms, far less frequent and far, far less intense. That's great to hear. I mean, those are dramatic results. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk to Charlene about the total amount of pain relief she's experienced from Healing Touch. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Mylan Pharmaceuticals, one of the world's leading generic pharmaceutical companies. Discover why at Mylan, quality isn't just a claim, it's a cause we've made personal at seeinsidemylan.com. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. Reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Welcome back. Charlene, how much relief in total do you think you've experienced from Healing Touch? Oh, gosh, I would say at least 90%, 95 It's truly amazing. I mean, I wouldn't even know I had scoliosis 
it makes me feel whole and balanced. That's fantastic. And Charlene, has healing touch or does healing touch allow you to do those things that bring meaning to your life? Absolutely. And since healing touch, I have been able to be athletic in the sense that I run every day, Mm -hmm. um, gardening whenever I can. And I also knew that I could rely on healing touch to bring me back to a a point of centeredness and healing. And you also told me that you're able to do other exercises as well as Pilates. Charlene, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Okay, thank you so much. Our next guest is Nancy Lester, who's worked for over 25 years as a nurse. She specialized in trauma and critical care, rehabilitation, and hospice nursing. In the late 1980s, she began to study holistic care and energy healing. Today, she's certified both in healing touch and as an instructor. Nancy, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Touch affects different systems in the body, like the immune, musculoskeletal, and nervous systems. What's the relationship between touch and our health? I think that it's very healing. I Uh think that people need touch. The caring is what I think is important, the sense of a safe, caring Mm -hmm. touch. And I think it can help people relax and become more open. Yeah. Healing touch, Reiki and therapeutic touch all have been the most studied uh, among the forms of energy healing. What's happening in the body during energy healing sessions? Well, first of all, with energy healing, um, we don't need to physically touch. We usually do just for the caringness, Uh um, but we can work off the body because we're working energy. Our work is around opening, clearing, and balancing energy so that the person self-heals. Right, and isn't it felt that the healer transfers energy to the client? Well, there are many thoughts on that. We learn through classes to increase our energy, Uh and we learn how to keep ourselves grounded and focused and set intention. And I think intention is one of our greatest things. Um, yes. We set that with our clients. We work in partnership. And as we bring our vibration up, that will raise our client's energetic vibration. And that mm-hmm. helps to facilitate that clearing and balancing. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that clearing and balancing. The human energy field is also known as the biofield, and that can be thought of as the aura. And in my mind, an aura is sort of like a set of energy bands that move outward from the body. Nancy, is that what you're accessing during Healing Touch? Yes, we see it as three major components. Mm-hmm. There's the energy as it flows through the meridians, which um, acupuncture and acupressure focuses more on. Right. And then there's the energy as it uh, flows through our major energy centers, which are called chakras. Uh-huh. And then there's the energy as it's in our field. And there are multiple layers within our field. And our field and our energy system holds all of our thoughts, emotions, both current and past, By clearing, you don't have to know exactly what you're clearing, but clearing any differences in the field, um, you can enhance the flow of energy. It almost seems then that you're able to clear blockages in uh, the three major components of these energy fields or biofields. Do you also feel that you receive energy from an outside source or that you can channel energy from an outside source and then transfer it to the client? Absolutely. It's never our energy. In a healing touch, we consider it an allowing. Mm -hmm. You stay connected. However you see that, you develop that. So you feel connected to your source. Then you 
allow through these different techniques that we learn to allow the energy to flow to your client. And Nancy, with respect to the energy flow, does the distance from your hand to the client matter? I mean, does it matter whether you're touching the client or whether your hand is five feet away? Generally, we work close to the body. We do an assessment. Mm -hmm. Um, We learn how to scan and pick up differences in the energy field. And speaking of the energy field, how do you feel that energy work and then specifically touch actually heal? Energy work heals by deep relaxation for one. Mm -hmm. So you get into the whole physiological of relaxation response. Right. And that's very healing, putting somebody into a parasympathetic state, which is, of course, a healing state. But then the actual clearing and having the energy flow more freely definitely helps heal. You talked about two methods uh, by which healing touch works. I mean, one would be relaxation. The other is tapping into the biofield. And my understanding is that relaxation causes a a blunting of the stress response so that we don't produce as much uh, norepinephrine, for example, epinephrine or cortisol, and that if we can reduce those levels of stress hormones, well, then we can enhance immune function and perhaps even reduce tumor growth and invasion. And secondly, if you can release blocks of circulation of energy in the patient and modulate it and recreate it, then you can bring a balance to the body that didn't exist before. That, in turn, can support greater resistance to disease and more rapid recovery. It does cause people to relax. Um, How that happens, um, I think it happens through clearing emotions and tension. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually have a technique that's called mind clearing that helps the mind relax. Okay. Our techniques aren't just um, in the field, but they're, they're balancing chakras as well as the field. But I think what really helps over other forms, um, for example, taking a pain pill, is that we're really working on the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual level. Yes, I like that very much. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk to Nancy about what she actually senses in her hands and her fingers when she's performing Healing Touch. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Horizon Pharma, a biopharmaceutical company that develops and commercializes innovative medicines to target unmet therapeutic needs in arthritis, pain, and inflammatory diseases. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. And we're back. Speaking with Nancy Lester, who's a healing touch practitioner. Nancy, what do you sense? I mean, do you sense something that you can describe to us in words when you pass your hands on or over a client's body, uh, particularly if that client uh, has pain? I tend to feel density. Uh There's a lightness. There's a density. You learn what's normal, what isn't normal. So what we're doing when we're scanning is really looking for any differences. It might be heat especially if somebody like has a flared-up arthritis at the hip right, or something, right. you often feel heat in those areas. And you also are open to your intuition. We do a lot of work on developing that. It's remarkable that you can sense uh, or feel textural differences in your client's body or biofield when performing healing touch. And then what actually does the client feel during these sessions? Everybody pretty much says relaxation. Some people just, they see colors, they, (laughs) they feel things release, 
you know, something may come to me during a session and the client all of a sudden is saying the same thing. Wow. You know, healing touch has been shown to help manage things like anxiety, regulate vital signs, heart rate, blood pressure, for example, and decrease heartbeat irregularities during stressful situations. Nancy, what kind of conditions have you found that healing touch can best improve? Well, definitely any kind of stress disorder, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of the basis for everything because it reduces pain, anxiety, um, tension, fatigue, improves the immune function. It can really help anybody. We have healing touch for babies as well as for... And who do you mainly treat? I do see some chronic pain people. I see people with dealing with cancer. I see a lot of autoimmune diseases, which falls under, I think, stress disorders. Mm-hmm. Quite a variety of clients that you see. Uh, I want to say that there are some studies that have suggested that healing touch can improve chronic pain in older adults, that it can lower stress, pain, and fatigue in adults with cancer. And Nancy, I'm wondering about the value of healing touch in children with cancer. Yes, I don't directly do that, but a really good friend of mine, uh, Wally, does. She is working in Delaware at a children's hospital for cancer patients. Uh And she has just amazing stories. They've totally embraced it at the hospital. They have full-time paid people to do Healing Touch on not just the children, but also the parents because of the stress they're under. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Healing Touch is used in acute pain settings following surgery, for example, as well as in chronic pain conditions. Have you found a difference in terms of benefits between the two? Well, it's certainly a more dramatic result with acute pain. Mm -hmm. It can minimize their pain. I mean, take it sometimes down to a zero Mm. within an hour's treatment with acute pain. Um, But with chronic pain, um, I find that it's more of a process. It depends on the person's willingness to do the work. Sure. Let me switch to the sessions now. How long is each session? An hour. How many are typically needed to achieve an effect? And then finally, what is their approximate cost? I charge 80 for an hour, and my initial session is an hour and a half because of the intake, Mm -hmm. and it's 110. If they have um, a chronic pain and it's improving, I might see them weekly for a couple weeks, and then it's we work together on that. And then I'll say, do you feel like you're ready to go two weeks? Or you can call me if you need something before then. But I'm, mm-hmm. meanwhile, I'm teaching them things they can do for themselves. Janet Menken, a nurse, developed Healing Touch in sometime around 1989. Tell us about it. She started with uh, scope of practice, um, code of ethics. Um, she put together a program which as I said, includes a year-long mentorship under a qualified mentor. And Nancy, is this a program that you practice alone, or do you integrate other practitioners and and specialists? And when do you recommend that clients come to see you? I think that the sooner the better. I think that a team approach and a combination is is fine. Mm -hmm. And Nancy, what kind of results do clients get? I mean, how much relief are they able to uh, to obtain from Healing Touch? Well, the majority of people I have worked with have, you know, they're motivated. They're coming yeah. to me. They're paying out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, they're motivated to get better. So I think that's some of why I've seen pretty good results. Sure. You know, and I feel overall that empathic communication through touch allows therapeutic healing to occur. What's your view of the power of healing touch? The power is to help open balance and clear the energy field and 
promote self-healing for the client. And it's that ability to self-heal that I think is so empowering. And Nancy, how can somebody find a Healing Touch practitioner? HealingTouchProgram.com. That's HealingTouchProgram.com. Nancy Lester, I want to thank you for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is also available live online. Follow us on Twitter at Dr. Paul Christo and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.